Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast of Noonan First United Methodist Church. We have a couple of quick announcements before we get into this week's sermons. On Monday, April 27th, we heard from the bishop and cabinet that they are asking North Georgia United Methodist Churches to continue meeting remotely through June 22nd. Obviously, we're disappointed that it'll be another couple of months until we get to see everyone and worship together in person, but keeping in line with the first of John Wesley's three simple rules, which is to do no harm, our conference leadership has determined that meeting on campus must wait for the time being. For the full statement, as well as a list of guidelines for when we do meet again, visit ngumc.org. Finally, the May Shepherd is now available. To download the latest news, visit bit.ly slash shepherdnews. That's bit.ly forward slash shepherdnews, all one word. Or go to noonanfumc.org and click read under media at the top right of the page. Thanks again for joining us and we'll hopefully see you very soon. Good morning, I'm Sharon Seagraves, and today's scripture comes from Acts 2, 42-47. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. Awe came upon everyone because many wonders and signs were being done by the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as they had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And day by day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. Good morning, everyone. I'm glad to be here with you today. I want to thank you for your faithful attendance to our worship service. I know things are a bit different right now, but um, we are still the church. We are still gathering, and uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. Gathering in the ways we can, being reminded of the priorities of having Jesus as our Lord and our Savior, and who we are as the church. Um, We worship God, who is faithful. I don't know how someone gets through a time like this in their life without God. And I've heard people say time and time again to me that um, they simply uh, don't know how someone does it. And I'm sure that you can agree with me on that. One of my favorite movies is A River Runs Through It. And in it, Reverend McLean, in one of his sermons, makes the statement, The poor without Christ are of all men most to be pitied, but the poor with Christ are princes and kings. Friends, Christ makes all the difference in this world. And that is uh, something I am so grateful for, to know God as Savior, to know Jesus as my Savior, for the Holy Spirit to walk with me. And um, we may not know what tomorrow is going to bring. Things change day by day, but we do know who holds tomorrow. And so we are, um, as children of the King, filled with reasons to rejoice and to gather together um, as his people. And you there on your couches, uh, whether you're in your pajamas or whatever you're in, welcome. Uh, it's, it's a great day to be serving and to be loving God. Uh, each year for confirmation, we pick some theme verses, and this year our theme verses were choose this day whom you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. 
And also, with God, all things are possible. These verses from Joshua and Matthew reminded us of what it means as a family to worship because confirmation is not just a time for the sixth graders. It's a time for their families to make faith commitments together, to renew their commitments to Jesus and to the church. And so um, then again, the second verse, with God all things are possible, was a reminder that because of God, we can do all things. We are strengthened. We have a rock and a refuge that we can count on. Um, As a church, this is a mindset that we have and we continue to embrace. And um, today's scripture comes to us uh, with the story of Pentecost. And Pentecost is a few weeks away, and we'll talk more about that and the birthday of the church at that point in time. But there's some key verses at the end of Acts chapter 2 that we are going to explore today. They were read to you earlier, and it's a beautiful passage that begins with the disciples, the apostles, in their homes. How fitting... Uh, a reference for us to see a model of the church that began at home. Um, Verse 42 tells us, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Amazing things had happened uh, for this group in the midst of the harvest feast. It was around this time of year from spring to summer, And in that time, there were loaves and lambs prepared, tables filled with goodness, uh, with feasts, um, celebrating the joy and the first fruits and the harvest and the goodness of God in the land. It's the context in which the church was born, but it was also a context in which they felt in many ways afraid. Um... Many of us are doing the same thing. We're in our homes. We're having meals together, some more decadent than others. Some are ham sandwiches and others are steak and lobster on the grill. And it just depends on you and your family as to what you're having. But we gather. We gather around the table and we gather in fellowship. And we, like the apostles in this passage are likely processing all the changes happening in our world and the hope that Jesus makes all things new. Many have, uh, like Peter, made declarations uh, to others that we need to, to choose whether or not Christ is our Lord and Savior because it does make the difference in this world. Well, how, you ask, did they set an example for us? Well, they began with teaching and fellowship, to breaking of bread and prayer. It's a model that has sustained the church over the years and will continue to sustain the church over the years to come. We are growing in the word by fellowship and study, and I want to give a shout out to our friendship class. Uh, this week, they met by Zoom and and had Sunday school together. I know uh, several other classes have already been going there, but this particular group proved that you can learn new things, you can do new things, and you can celebrate God in ways you never imagined. All um, in in verses forty three and forty four. We hear these words in the second chapter of Acts. All came upon everyone because many wonders and signs were being done by the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. 
They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as people had need. We are in the midst of, of Bible studies and learning scripture, reflecting on scripture. I hope you're taking time in the word each day to sit with it and to, um, to reflect on it. And um, one of the things that, that we are being reminded of constantly is that need to love our neighbor. Love our neighbor as God loves us. Love our neighbor as we love ourselves. And so in doing so, in that spiritual formation and growth, we have learned that the word doesn't stop at what's on a page in a book before us. The Word causes us to reach out to the people around us. I love being the missions pastor here, and I have seen such great things about what you are doing. Um, we have, have folks who are sending cards to medical personnel in the community. We have folks who are reaching out and donating to food drives. Some have gone to One Roof to bag rice. Others have prayed for our community the list goes on and on. Uh, in in biweekly calls each week, I meet with groups from other organizations for how we can reach out and serve. Um, sewing masks, all these different things. We could we could go on, but we never imagined serving this way. And even though we couldn't imagine it, it comes out of who Jesus has shaped us to be. Um, in last week's sermon, it was noted that Jesus wants to take us beyond what is seen to what is true. What is true is that God is always with us and called us to love our neighbors. What is true is that as we gather in our homes, we continue to learn faith lessons in new ways. What is true is that our limitations on how church can be done are being challenged and transformed out of circumstances in this time. What is true is that we are growing in the word. What is true is that Jesus gives us hope and life and peace in certain and uncertain times. One of the ways we fellowshiped through this time is through sharing a lot of recipes. And you might wonder what that has to do with our scripture today. But I've noticed a lot of uh, recipes that have to do with bread these days. Bread is a, a comfort food for us. It's a comfort food for, um, for many of us and, and a staple item during this time in which these apostles would have lived. The grains themselves nourish us. The labor of love, the kneading the bread, the making of the dough, the baking of it, the anticipation, all of it fills us with something good. Hospitality was shown by giving bread, and it was an essential for any gathering. It seems to be an essential for many of us today. Last week's sermon on the walk to Emmaus also pointed out that we are most aware of Jesus in the breaking of the bread. As we grow in the word, we have greater appreciation for what Christ has done for us, for the breaking of the bread and the cup. And we're going to go to that table today and share together in some comfort food at the table of grace and love and mercy. And Acts 2, verses 46 and 47, we hear day by day, 
As they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all people. And day by day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. This table is not only a table where we are nourished, but one that, that brings us to praise God and to bring all that we are as we are with our joys, our concerns, our burdens, our hopes. In the breaking of bread, we are reminded of Jesus' sacrifice for us. We are reminded that his body was broken so that we could live and be healed. And we are reminded of ways that, are, that we are nourished by him. We are reminded that it is Jesus who sustains us, who is essential to life. It is Jesus who modeled hospitality and love for neighbor in giving of himself and his body being broken so that we can be forgiven of our sins and have eternal life through his resurrection and victory over death. In the scripture, we are reminded that communion and prayer are partners. A dear friend, Gigi Flores, wrote of a group that she worked with some years ago that their prayer team had gathered to pray over women with cancer. They sang the words to the song, Come by here, Lord. We're down here praying, Lord. Come by here. And in that moment, it was so beautiful that tears tears streamed down their face. She said, prayer is the most important work any of us can do. I would add that when we come to the table, as we are, seeking forgiveness, seeking redemption, seeking transformation, and all that Jesus is, we come open, humble, ready to be used for his glory, even if that means being broken. We want Jesus to be seen and not us. So we come confessing that we have all fallen short of the glory of God and stand in need of a Savior. We all need Jesus to help us when we fail, to help us grow, to see beyond ourselves and beyond this world to what is true. So that when we come to this table, we can see him more clearly. Today we are having this holy meal in a new way. You'll notice that that we don't have the communion table set up in its elaborate form like we usually do. Today all I have is a slice of bread and and a cup of juice. We want you to find that or something similar in your home, something you can use comfort food as we celebrate all that God has done for us and all that um, he is doing for us. Because when you come to this table and you take that comfort food in, you don't leave the same. So whatever you have is fine. Crackers, juice, um, you, you decide. But we want your family to take part in this meal. And we recognize it's a different way of worship. But it's also an essential and a priority. And so together, as together as we can, we're going to celebrate the table of grace. When we break bread together as a church in our worship, we remember that Jesus invited people 
to the table as part of his ministry, not just as the Last Supper. So we wanted to create a way for us to break bread together in our homes in a way that um, you get to partake in this meal too. So one of the things that Jesus talked about was how when we sit down together and we have a meal together, it doesn't just build the kingdom, it builds a kingdom and a recognition that we are tied together, we are connected as the body of Christ, as the family of Christ. And so it is in that spirit that we come to the table. I want you to pray with me today as we... um, ask the Holy Spirit to be with us, and I want to ask you um, to pray after me. So I'm going to say the words, and then if you'll repeat them, so that we can offer a blessing. um, And I'll begin that part of the prayer with Holy Comforter. So join me in prayer. Gracious and heavenly Father, we are thankful for the opportunity to worship and gather as your church to um, be taught the word, to fellowship with one another in spirit while we cannot be together and longing for the day that we can. We ask that as we break bread and pray to you this day that you would transform and redeem us. We ask your Holy Spirit to be with us and be with us at our tables this day over our meals. And so we pray together. Holy Comforter, We gather in your name, invited by Jesus, bound together with your spirit, in union with each other. Feed our bodies and our spirits with your comforting presence so that we might be your comfort to others. Bless this food. Break open our hearts. Bless this drink. And pour out your love. Amen.